0: If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians! Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships we take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be we answer the question if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures then what
1: so, Pam, right now we're doing a challenge, Woo! right? Love challenge. challenges. Yay, challenge. Right in the middle of a division challenge. But today we're going to talk to pre-K through second grade teachers because we just finished a challenge specifically for them. Oh, yeah. People commented over and over again about how this one particular thing that we did resonated
0: so well. So we decided to bring it here to you. Let's do it. And y'all, we are doing the You Can Change Math Class Challenges if you have not yet joined in one of our you can change math class challenges uh stay tuned we will tell you when the next ones are coming up get on our email list know when they're happening a lot of wonderful um free totally free learning and training and um we're having a blast meeting people from all around the world so uh all over all over loving meeting uh so many different mathematicians around the world um who are learning to teach more and more real math okay so let's this young learner thing. This is really uh-huh. fun. Oh, I mean, but Kim, young learners, it's just really all they have to do is like sing the song of counting, right? Yeah. They just <laughs> need to be able to, you know, like say the counting words in a row and then they're good to go. We can move on. We can start doing, you know, all addition and subtraction or not. Right? right? Like, if you teach young learners, you are well aware that there is more to counting and using counting. Than just knowing the names of the numbers in order, right? Like mm-hmm. we know there's a whole lot more than that. So today we're gonna try. We're gonna do a really cool thing that tries to give some insight into young learners, like why is it so complicated for them to to be able to do anything with? They can count. Look, listen to my kid. You see, sometimes parents will say, "Hey, honey, go ahead, count, count to twenty. Show me how you can count." And the mm-hmm. kids start to count. And the parents are all proud, and it's all excited. But then does that necessarily translate into being able to use those numbers in some meaningful way? Even even if I'm still in counting strategies, which as you'll remember from the development of mathematical reasoning, that is sort of our initial kind of, we've got to be able to use counting strategies to be able to solve problems before we can move on to additive reasoning. But just singing the song counting doesn't mean that I've developed counting strategies and that I'm able to use the count. So let's see if we can give some insight into that. Today. All right, everybody ready? Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a problem. Yeah, we do that a lot, right, Kim? We do some math. Yeah. So today we're going to do a, a, a little problem. Now everybody's kind of relaxed because you're like pff, counting, you know? All right, young learners, we could do it. Yeah, here we go. So everybody just relax right into this problem. Here we go. Ready? C plus M. Yeah, yeah, you heard me correct. The letter C plus the letter M. Pausing, I'm pausing what how many of you are looking at your, your radio right now you're like tapping your phone you're like thinking to yourself <laughs> radio i just said radio okay that was <laughs> you're, you're tapping terrible. whatever you're listening to a podcast on you're tapping you're like what is she what i, I must have missed that number that she was saying because she did it sounded almost like pam said c plus m like the le- yes yes i did y'all that can be how kids hear three plus four like when you say all right what's three plus four they could hear uh c plus m in fact um, a good friend of mine when i i did a little bit of this alphabet thing with him said you mean like cm like they just sort of took the letters I, I had written on the board c plus m and they took the letters and they squished them together well that would be like cm and they were trying to make a sound of it it's like like what 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 does it even mean? Like, <laughs> like what does it even mean right and 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 the point is that kids if we give them problems like three plus four out of the air And we don't have context behind it. We don't have meaning behind it. We don't have county strategies behind it. Then they could just think, well, I was going to put those numbers together. Like just scoot that three plus that four, just like they were scooting the C plus that M together because there's not a lot of meaning happening. Yeah. So if you even
1: understood what we were asking (laughs) by saying, what is C plus M? I wonder
0: how you thought about that. Is it possible that? In fact, you- in fact, I'm sorry, Kim. I'm interrupting yeah. you. Maybe we should have a, like uh, a suggestion. Pause the podcast right now. Oh yeah. And actually yeah. figure out C plus M. Well, if they even know what you mean. Oh yeah. Sorry. to yeah. Keep going.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so if you understood what Pam meant, C plus M, the correlation between the letter and the number system. So maybe now pause, and I wonder how you're thinking about that. So right. did you, did you count three times? Did you, did you say, okay, A, B, C is one, two, three, and then count all the way one at a time from A to M and then have, gosh, I don't even know what M is, Pam. What's M?
0: is, that, <laughs> is, uh, that J, J is 10. Oh. J is 10. So okay. J, K, L, M. So it is 13. How would you do yeah. that so fast? Um,
1: I actually know the middle
0: of the alphabet. Oh, you went for the middle. I did. What is the middle? There's 26 letters. So between
1: M and N. Sidebar. (laughs) So if you knew what Pam was even asking, then you may have had some sort of strategy. But I wonder if you counted three times. If you counted to find out what C was, counted to find out what M was, and then recounted all of those numbers together. Like, or, like literally then,
0: like count up to thirteen yeah yeah and then add or, or say to yourself we'll see thirteen plus three is sixteen uh sixteen and then start it over from a yes and count it up to the sixteenth letter
1: yes. uh huh uh huh
0: okay yeah. so what does that look
1: like with numbers what we just described that right like one two three four for young learners might say one two three four plus three if it's four plus three one two three and then recount one, two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven. Just like you might've just done for the C plus M. You're saying little kids might do that for a problem like four plus three. Yeah. They would have to recount, like find out where the C is, find out where the M is, and then find out where the 16th letter is, right? Yeah. Like can't, all the, like sing the song up to, and kids might actually do that with, numbers that's right. interesting now we might have somebody on here going i didn't i didn't do that i just thought about c is obviously 3 so i just started from m like i just counted i just like well m m n o p it's clearly p m and then i'm going to go three more so m n o p it's clearly c plus m or are you really thinking about it as m plus c mm-hmm. clearly that's p so you might have counted on from the m But yeah, when we work with teachers, often they'll count on from the C. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, okay, C. And then they'll go, so D is like A. And then let's see, E would be B and F would be C. And they literally start counting on until they get up to, so having started from C until they then put M more letters on. And then they happen to land on P. Yeah. So that's interesting. You might be like, Pam. Why would they start at C and then get, well, I I don't know y'all, but they do (laughs) well, and they do. And all of us do. and, And many of us did with numbers because we don't really own C yet or M yet, or like, like what, what is even happening with numbers, um, as a, as a, as a correlation. Well, and I would maybe add that when it's
1: confusing, when you're not sure, Then you read left to right. And so if you're not sure what the question's even asking for you to do, then for some people, they might say, okay, let me start at the first,
0: which was, which was C, right? Which was C C. and Uh then
1: add on the rest,
0: right? It's a, it's a little bit elevated to start with the second or the larger. Oh yeah. And the larger. So, so Kim, are you suggesting that if I would have said M plus C, then everybody would have added on from quote unquote the yeah. larger yeah everybody like- would have, because then if, if i'm reading left to right i would have done m plus c and if i'm thinking about adding mm-hmm. on from the larger i also would have added mm-hmm. m plus c mm-hmm. so maybe we gave you c plus m on purpose because we wanted to see oh and i'm using the sound c <laughs> in both places we wanted to 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 view we wanted to experience whether yeah. you whether y'all would think about starting from the first number and adding on, or starting from the bigger number and adding on.
1: And in either case, whether you started with the C or the M, they that's a more sophisticated strategy than counting three times, finding where the C is, finding where the M is, putting those together. Because knowing where the M is and knowing what comes before or after is cognitively more difficult. You have to Absolutely. keep track of when to stop. So like for for instance, for numbers, if we're thinking about four plus three and you hold the four and you have to count three more, then you're simultaneously keeping track of five and one, six and the two, seven and
0: the three. Knowing to stop at counting three more is much more difficult because you have to keep track of those sort of simultaneously. You can almost picture a kid go, four and i'm like holding my fist
1: yeah that's exactly
0: what i did (laughs) so i'm like holding on to that four i I own four enough to go four and then i also own what comes after four enough to go five six seven yep but then i stop because i have three fingers up yep and knowing that those three fingers is what i'm supposed to add and then i stop when i see those three fingers but i'm I'm literally saying five six seven that is cognitively difficult keeping All of that stuff simultaneously happening is difficult. Hey, Kim, what's the best way to do that? We just should tell kids to do that, right? Mm. We should just tell them that. Like, we just stop counting three times. Stop counting out the four. Because we'll see kids count out four objects. Count out the three. We'll see them count out three objects. And then they shove the two piles together. And then they recount all the objects. We should just tell them. We should say, hey, don't count out the four. Just start at four. (laughs) (laughs) how well is that going to work? That's that. Yeah. Telling is
1: really helpful. So much more experience, right? They need a lot of experience. And you have commented before that when I'm working with a really young learner and, and they're kind of stuck in this idea or, or doing a lot of counting three times that one of the things that I'll do, especially if they're counting on their fingers is if I see them go to make that first count, so let's say again that they're working with four plus three and they're about to count out four on their first hand. I will lightly put my hand over theirs like in a fist and we'll say the number four. And then we'll count on together. Five, six, seven. So just that that gentle reminder that you know four. You've already, you've already got that first part of the problem that it's four. Sometimes I think kids continue to do the count three times, even when they already um could be counting on. Could be counting on because mm-hmm. they get really fast at it, right? It's it's just what they do and they think that that means let me solve a problem means to count three times. And so we need to just encourage and nudge them when we see we feel like that's something that they can do.
0: They're on and the just, cusp. They're yes, on the cusp of being yeah. able to do it. That's the moment where you kind of go, you say in your head, I can see you're about to count those four. Yep. You just sort of go, four, four, mm-hmm, four. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh yeah. Yep. five, six, seven. You kind of do that, right. that counting on with them just right. a little bit, just, just to, and if you do it and they look at you blank, then you're like, oh, we might need some more experience before right. we then try it again. You said that, especially if they're counting on your fingers. And I think what you meant by that is if they're counting on your fingers, you'll sort of put your hand over there. That's pan. when I put my hand on. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen you, if they're uh, counting out cubes or counters or, or sure. beads or something, <laughs> I've seen you sort of cover it. I've seen you kind of cover up those yep. counters. Like not even, not even four counters, but you just sort of like cover, like take their hand and go four and then, and then you drag in five, six, seven, right? Like I've seen right. you sort of like, it's okay. I just didn't want anybody to hear that. It's only when they're doing their fingers. Sure. It's just when it's their fingers, you use your hand over their hand. When it's something else, you use your hand over sort of that counter right. to kind of go, Ooh, let's like unitize. Let's like make that first thing, ah, this thing. And then we can kind of count on. From there. And then, slightly more sophisticated would be if they're not noticing, then I would want to make sure I give students three plus four or, or even a bigger difference between the add ends I want to give them three plus six and then right. say, okay, three plus six. Oh, and the kid, I start noticing the student be going three, four, five. They're, they're counting on from the three and, and and they're doing that successfully. They've got the hang of that. Now's the moment where I can go, oh, that's interesting. I noticed over here that so and so started with six. Can you do that? Can yeah. you, hey, so and so, tell us how you did that? Like, like, and have that student share their thinking about how they started right. with the larger number. Notice that the totals are the same, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe model that thinking by actually drawing the tally marks or the fingers or something on the board where they can go. Oh, check it out! I have this set and I have that set. What if I moved the sets like I just did the the bigger set first? Does that change the total number of objects I'm counting? Oh, right. And then we have that conversation. And then I might notice that same student counting on from the first number again. And I might then go, oh, oh, hey, remember, remember the car? Con- like, I'm going to nudge that student. Right. I'm going to be, know your content, know your kids. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to be listening to students solve problems. And I'm going to be nudging that. Oh, remember, you know, to count on from the larger. We've had that conversation. You made that realization. Let me remind you. Oh, yeah, right. And then, and then keep encouraging that student. Yeah. Well, and it has everything to do with the community of property, right? That uh, this is kind of a side note,
1: but I, I worked with a sweet boy for quite some time and it and he never counted on from the larger number. And I found that so interesting because we had had some conversations. And what I, what I realized was that he did not trust that four plus three and three plus four were the same thing. And so we did a lot of work on a a number rack, a wreck and Mm wreck modeling that when you flipped it over, that it it was indeed going to be the same total and once he trusted the commutative property, then he was like, oh, it makes sense to start with a bigger number. I'm going to have to add less onto it. It was, it was such a beautiful moment when I worked with him because I thought, oh my gosh, this is what happens when kids don't trust the commutative property. They want to
0: start with the first number every time, no matter what it is. Flip the number rack over. Ow! That <laughs> is an amazing teacher move. Nicely done to help that student trust the commutative property of addition it gives us an equivalent quantity. That's amazing. Nicely done. I'm so glad that you shared that. Really <laughs> cool. So Kim, kind of what I hear you saying is reading is more than singing the alphabet. And yeah. so counting is more than singing the song of the numbers in order. Absolutely. Nicely done. Right, you Young learners, who knew all the math for young learners? We think that it is so important to deal with the intricacies of teaching young learners that we've just created a brand new workshop we call Building Edition for Young Learners. It is debuting this fall, so fall of 2021. Whenever you're listening to the podcast, check out Building Edition for Young Learners, our new workshop in our selection of workshops for teaching math K-12. We're really excited to help teachers who teach young learners really get into the details about how we can help young learners really make progress from from nothing all the way up uh, nudging into additive reasoning. So you might wanna check that out. So if you wanna learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is figure outable movement and help us spread the word that math is Figure outable. Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. Remember, we're going to be opening
1: registration for the Math is Figure Outable Challenge soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically.
0: And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math figure outable.